In this country, we believe that there should be freedom for all, even though not all of us believe in it. Join Tom and Chase as they explore politics, economics, and everything else that threatens your individual liberty. This is The Briefing Podcast. We are live. All right, guys, welcome back to the sixth episode of the Free For All podcast. Thanks for listening, and be sure to follow the show on YouTube, Spotify, and Google Podcasts if you haven't already. We had many things going on this week, including the CDC flipping their stance yet again on the effectiveness of masks, Gina Carano of The Mandalorian getting fired by Lucasfilm, the circus of an impeachment hearing for Donald Trump, and the growing number of Biden executive orders. Yeah, uh, so obviously Tom uh, mentioned Gina Carano on Wednesday evening. It's Friday right now. Lucasfilm announced that Gina Carano, uh, the actress who plays Cara Dune on the Disney Plus hit series uh, The Mandalorian, had been fired due to racist and denigrating comments toward religious groups through social media. And... Basically, what this story is referring to in terms of her comments was her very accurate comparison of having conservative and libertarian viewpoints today being kind of uh, reminiscent of Jews in Nazi Germany. Yeah, what she posted was, quote, Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, dot, 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 even by children. And she included a frowning emoji at the end. And it goes on to quote somebody, it doesn't say who, because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that different from hating somebody for their political views? And end quote. Yeah, and we talked last week about how uh, gaming developers are ruining uh, different gaming titles that are fairly well known by adding political elements and pushing a political agenda within the games. And this is pretty much the same freaking thing, just with a TV series uh, instead of a video game. And I guess what's uh, what's unfortunate about all of this is that if you follow Gina Carano at all um, or know anything about her, She's a very professional actress and tends to keep her opinions to herself, especially when she's in the workplace. And she's very, very well known for uh, for doing this. And the comments that she made weren't even made in support of a particular side. They weren't made uh, in support of like Donald Trump or Joe Biden or the left or the right. It was simply um, an observation that she was making. So it's unfortunate that she makes an observation like this and simply points out something that she thinks is ironic, and then she gets canceled for it, and then she loses her job and gets fired. And I guess what's ironic about all of this is that the same leftists and Democrats who uh, were three weeks, three, four weeks ago calling the Capitol riot uh, an insurrection and then comparing it to 9-11 when nobody was armed and... uh, Yet they want to say Gina's comments are inflammatory, which is absolutely absurd because they're uh, making the same the same exact comparisons that she's making. And then uh, on top of all of this, the cherry on the cake basically uh, was that Disney and Lucasfilm still keep Jack Morrissey employed as a director. Um, And he tweets things like hashtag MAGA kids go screaming hat first into the wood chipper. Uh, and then he posted a child uh, photo of a child with a MAGA hat 
being thrown into a wood chipper and then his blood and guts being spewed out the other side. That tweet's also still up on his Twitter feed, uh, by the way, and uh, absolutely not a peep from Disney uh, about that inciting violence in any way, shape or form. Yeah, that's ironic. And it's it's more about the political views than being edgy, because obviously what he said is a lot more edgy than simply a, a tweet about something else. But Gina Carano, her comments weren't really even hitting at something that bad. It's actually a real message of unity, unlike what all these leftists are pushing, what all what Joe Biden says and all this other stuff. She's saying the public is what enables the government to get away with atrocities like war, slavery, like Jim Crow. Same with Nazi Germany. She's trying to stand up for the real minority right now, the minority of opinion, because the people who want to censor you and otherwise tell you how to live are coming after you. And the majority of people are doing nothing about it. People are so divided right now that a real uh, message of unity is going to get you kicked off of Disney Plus. And this is the largest show out right now. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely pretty hard to be unified with uh, crackheads that want to cancel you and get you fired um, if you don't agree with them. And I guess speaking of crackheads, uh, guess what the mask police were doing this week? I guess uh, one mask is not enough. They are now talking about double masking and you ask, what the hell is double masking? Well, it, it's honestly not exactly surprising considering that the CDC has once again flipped their stance on masks. Um, Obviously, everybody knows at the beginning of the pandemic in March of last year, they claimed masks weren't effective at all. That was their stance for a while. And then they later flipped to say that they were effective. And that's when all these mask mandates um, started becoming a thing, you know, as places started to open back up after this original like two week lockdown. And everybody had to go wear uh, masks to go anywhere. So that was their second flip. And then now they're saying that um, one mask is not effective enough. And now you have to wear two. Um, And they're basically saying the normal masks, um, like the normal medical type ones, are to go on the bottom. And then you wear a cloth mask over top of it. And it's just like... At, at what point does all of this stop? First, it was one mask. Now it's going to be two. How high is that number going to actually go? Because libertarians and conservatives made memes out of this whole mask thing from the beginning. And one of the memes that stuck was this whole wearing two or three masks and everything. They made a meme out of it. Everybody thought that was hilarious because there's no way in hell that that's actually going to be a thing. No, Nobody's going to come out and say that. And the meme just got completely destroyed this week. So it's like, how high is that number going to continue to go? Do we stop at two? Is it going to go to three or four or ten? It's just annoying that they can't stick to a position and they have to constantly change. And it's because masks weren't effective in the first place. Yeah. Um, And we all know that there's basically no studies out that even confirm the effectiveness of masks (laughs) to begin with. Yeah, and I'm tired of wearing them. If I could wear negative one mask, I could, or I would <laughs> I would want to. But yeah, you're saying about there's no studies. 
you know, th- there's a video out of Dr. Richard Urso, who's a member of Atlanta's Frontline Doctors, I think. America's Frontline Doctors, yeah. Uh, during a press a press conference talking about the lack of scientific proof that masks are stopping the spread, that most medical professionals are simply going along with it to make the patients feel comfortable, basically make them not fearful, rather than the mask itself actually being effective. Video is pretty hard to find, though, because it's been censored and removed several times, but it can still be found if you look hard enough. Yeah, uh, I've seen that video uh, a couple different times, and yeah, it's it's still completely valid. There's no studies uh, out right now that confirm that masks are indeed effective. Um, there's no control group studies or anything like that that can back up their use. And there's more irony in this situation. If anybody, if any of you, you know, paid attention to the Super Bowl. Um, there are a lot of fans in uh, Raymond James Stadium that weren't wearing masks. And so um, the Tampa mayor, there was she held a press conference after the game and she basically claimed that she saw like video of Tampa residents at the Super Bowl not wearing masks and that the video would be used by law enforcement to identify people that weren't complying with the mask mandate. And people did their research and actually found that the same video she was referring to also had, there was a clip in there of her with no mask on during the game either. So it's kind of funny that she was talking about using the police to come after people that weren't, that weren't, weren't obeying this mask mandate. And then that same videotape shows her disobeying the mask, the mask mandate as well. It's always rules for thee and not for me. Same with Fauci, same with Burks. These leaders don't care about you, and they just want to make an example out of you while they just do whatever the hell they want. You know, and another fact to go out about these masks is that I think I said before, Rand Paul said the N95 masks are like 50 or 75% effective. The surgical ones are like 35% effective, and the cloth masks are like 3% effective at blocking viruses. So it's just, they don't want to talk about the actual facts. They just want to talk about, oh, uh, we think you should do this, that, and the other, and you're killing people because you're not wearing a mask. It's like, why don't you just wear a mask and I can do whatever the hell I want. The uh, the one example that I've seen thrown around a lot the last couple of weeks uh, with masks is this whole idea of throwing sand at a chain link fence and you're probably thinking like what what do you mean by that example Mm -hmm. and it's basically talking about the everybody's wearing cloth masks for the most part um nobody pays for these uh chinese whatever surgical masks that you can buy at the store everybody's getting cloth masks with designs on them and stuff but the weave or even the n95s because even like i was saying the n95s are supposedly better but uh, our friend who's a nurse was telling me or who's uh, studying to become a nurse was telling me that with the N95 mask, unless it's perfect, because there's different size, different sizes, unless it's sized perfectly to your face and you don't have any facial hair or anything, and it's got to be basically like suctioned onto your face for it to be effective in that way. So any mask that has like the these kind of like almost like a vent on the side or like any crease in it is just allowing stuff to come in through the side 
Yeah. And that's on the CDC website, actually. It, it's in the fine print that a lot of people don't read. But the CDC's own website even says that most masks are going to be almost completely null and void if the person, the, the wearer has a beard. So like me, for example, I've got a beard and they're basically saying that like masks just are completely pointless if you have facial hair. So why do I continue to wear one? Anyway, um, the example that I was trying to make is, is that it's like sand, throwing sand at a chain link fence because the weave of a lot of these cloth masks is so wide where they're, you know, individual threads woven back and forth and it, they leave these gaps in the fabric. And you're talking about like completely microscopic particles and everything like there's going those weaves are going to stop like some particles from getting out, but they're not going to stop all of them. Just like the chain link fence, some of the sand is going to hit it, but some of the sand is going to go through as well. It's it's the same kind of principle. And uh, that applies that principle applies to everybody, whereas the uh, masks being completely null and void only really applies to people with facial hair. But it's just the same kind of thing. I mean, the mask being null and void applies to anybody who remotely even has like a crease or any sort of thing where the mask isn't suction cup to your face, basically. But yeah, like you were saying, it's it's even if it is on your face, it's the viruses are microns, so it's not it's not going to make a difference. People are just it's just to make people feel better, and people are sheep, so they just listen to the government and do whatever they whatever they tell them to do. Yeah, and uh, what else did you want to talk about? You you wanted to talk about the impeachment, right? Yeah, I mean it's it's every week, unfortunately, and like a lot of the Trump Russia trials and stuff like that. It's just going to be something that you you have to talk about because it's such a big deal, but it's also so goddamn annoying. Um, yeah, I'm over it at this point, right? It's just all the time, like going after Trump. Trump's doing this, that, and the other thing, and it's never anything crazy, and there's never any real evidence. Um, it's annoying that he's just gone. He's been gone from office for what three weeks already, and like he's still all anybody can talk about. Like he's literally gone. Like he he wants to be left alone now, and <laughs> they still won't leave him alone. Yeah, every other president was left alone, and Rand Paul. Try he he tried to stop all this impeachment. He brought up a vote that said, "Is it constitutional to impeach a president after his term?" Because the whole reason impeachment is there is to bring up a charge against a president because you can't really charge him in a regular court of law. So, um, why? I mean, they can't just charge Trump in a private court of law. He's a private citizen now. Why don't they just try to do that? I don't understand. He he was technically voted out, but. The other thing is I, I think that they want to impeach Trump just so that he can't run in 2024. They want to make an example out of him. They want to say, hey, if you want to come to Washington or try to mess with the establishment, left wing or right wing, we are gonna, we're going to screw you over at every corner. And they're making an example. It's like a low-key threat. Yeah. It, it, they're not coming out right and saying it, but the, the the act of trying to impeach a former sitting president is it's a threat. 
Yeah. And obviously, the like I said, the only thing they can gain out of this, because the punishment for impeachment is removal of office. I mean, Trump's already out of office. So the only thing they can gain out of this is not letting him run for office again. So obviously, uh, with all this effort and everything, that's what they're going for. Yeah. I guess the the one irony that I've found in um in watching this trial go forth is basically that the Democrats have called no witnesses in the trial and that's because they don't have any. It's like in what trial have you ever seen um a prosecution call zero witnesses to bring forth evidence? Because like that's your your entire job as a prosecution is to uh is to bring forth evidence to achieve a mm. conviction. And like that never happens. You never have a prosecution that calls zero witnesses. And that's a obviously a problem when it comes to something as massive and far reaching as an impeachment of a former US president that you have zero witnesses to call. And it, that kind of just proves that it's lit- it's just a circus at this point. There's absolutely no point in doing it. He's gone whether he's convicted or not. So like why are you continuing to waste everybody else's time trying to make an example out of somebody when it doesn't even matter anymore yeah i was watching a bit of the impeachment hearings the other day and it was so sad like the the whole case they're bringing against him trump never called for violence in a specific manner so he can't be jailed as a private citizen for inciting violence like i said so this is the whole reason why they want to make an impeachment trial just so they can charge him for something bullshit but impeachment is essentially whatever Congress deems it to be. So they can technically impeach him on any grounds. They can do whatever the hell they want. And that's pretty crazy. Um, and all of what their evidence amounts to is pretty much sound bites of Trump saying things like, you better go up to D.C. and fight like hell in regards to January 6th and the confirmation of his election or uh, Biden's winning. But that's like that's so vague, isn't it? Like that's that could be taken any number of ways. The fact like go go up to D.C. and fight like hell doesn't doesn't necessarily imply violence. Yeah. And I even thought I was like, wow, I didn't even think that they were going to storm the Capitol. I was like, wow, these people are pussies. They're not going to do anything. They don't care about overthrowing the system. They don't really care about uh, draining the, the swamp. And apparently. Well, because it's like, it's like libertarians talk all the time about about being anti-government and everything and even libertarians are smart enough to understand that storming the capital or something like that is going to carry a jail sentence so like the fact that they even did it was a surprise to pretty much everybody and i'm sure even trump was surprised i mean he was maybe thinking that i don't know what he was thinking was he thinking that they would go all the way and maybe be armed and actually do a, a coup or was he actually just meaning go up to dc and fight like hell as in oh uh go and argue and like really put up a protest because fighting can mean any any multiple any multitude of things and like i said i didn't even think that they were gonna do anything so me uh just seeing trump's speeches from my perspective it meant that trump wanted these people to go and protest I didn't think that they were going to go up and actually try to fight people. And I don't even think a lot of them were trying to fight people. They were just trying to get in the Capitol and make a a statement. And obviously, some people were killed. But like we said, 
Uh, but we found out last week that those were all lies. Two, or for the most part, all. And two lies. officers committed suicide. I'm hearing now. It's what? What is going on? It's just so shady. The, yeah. The uh, do you remember when when we first talked about uh, this whole Capitol riot? I mentioned um, that one cop that was hit in the head with the fire extinguisher. And uh, we were told that he later died from his injuries. Uh, he didn't die because uh, he was hit with a fire extinguisher because there was never a fire extinguisher used. He died because uh, I think he had some sort of, he had some form of cancer or something, but he wasn't hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. So that was a lie too. But yeah, like none of the, none of these people were armed or whatever. They were just, they were simply showing up because they wanted to protest election results that they thought they got cheated out of. He dropped out of cancer. Yeah, it was something like that. What? Like, just he's just like, this is too much, homie. I'm out. Pretty much. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, well, that's not amazing, but that's that's. Uh... <laughs> it's funny. It's funny that they had to make up a story about it. They're like, oh, this guy died. Let's just weaponize his death and say that the the rioters did that. It's just like the the. The left never fails to it's it's like you don't you don't ever think that they're going to go like as low as they do, but they they just continue to do stuff that's worse and worse and worse, whether it's uh, weaponizing school shootings uh, to push gun control or any multitude of other things that they do. Like they weaponized a congressman's death because he, uh, he died of covid and they're like, oh, well, it's because he was an anti masker like they, they never fail to try to make things political. Yeah. I'm just wondering what would happen if we acted the same way or what's some what's something that we could do to them that would be the same. But uh as part of this impeachment trial, they were also not only, you know, talking about clips of Trump in his speeches saying go up to DC and stuff. They they also took clips of his supporters before the election saying the election was going to be rigged and saying that they weren't going to accept the results. And even Trump said that on at least one occasion. He said something of the nature that so he, he was asked, he was like, oh, is, are, are you going to accept the results of the election? They even asked him in 2016. But uh, I actually, I think at both times he had the same response that, yes, if the election is legit. And now he was saying it was rigged. So obviously there was already that preconceived notion that it was going to be somewhat shady. Well, and it's ironic, too, because we were talking last week about this whole um, Time Magazine article about the election being rigged that came out last week. It's the same thing. Like, it's ironic that we're talking about this now, this whole impeachment trial and everything, when Time Magazine literally last week admitted that Trump was right and the election was rigged. And, like, everybody knew about it. Oh, it was rigged by the right people, though. So it wasn't rigged. It was just... Carefully directed to ensure maximum peace and uh, general welfare. It was the most unrigged election in history. Yeah, and I hear that this, um, what's it called, Dominion voting system is pretty much what all the, like Venezuela and all these third world countries use that are... Yeah, the the ballots are completely like there's like faults in the system that don't count ballots and stuff like that, or like the system can be set up so that it'll only count balance uh count ballots for a certain candidate and stuff like that, and that's how like 
these dictators will be like, oh, hey, we're going to hold a democratic election. You guys can vote. And they will do absolutely nothing to their political opponent or whatever and just let them campaign. And then when the election comes, the only ballots that get counted are for are for them and they maintain power. And it's the same voting system we use. Yeah, it's so sketchy. So obviously, with, like I said, the voting system that we use and certain states sending out these, what is it like? In a lot of states that you have to, you have to request to have a mail-in ballot sent to you, and this is a state law. And in a lot of states like Pennsylvania, for example, they were sending out these mail-in ballots to people that didn't even request them. And, uh, you know, there, there's like reports of people being paid to hand over their mail-in ballots, you know, paid like $200 for their mail-in ballot for somebody else to fill it out and vote for Biden. This was somewhere in Minnesota, I think. And this was even, obviously, like I said, it's a mail-in ballot, so it was before the election even happened. Not to mention all the ballots they counted that came in after the election, uh, some of which came in late at night to these polling places on trucks in garbage bags. Yeah, I saw there was a video that got released of um, of one of those drops the, the other night. It was a video of a, a a ballot drop in I think it was Detroit, and it it just it literally looked like a drug deal. It was like this armored truck uh, backing into like a drop point and the guy jumps out and looks like doesn't look like a normal guy that drives an armored truck. He gets out and opens the back and there's just these trash bags full of ballots. Yeah. And in addition to that, when you look at, you know, I've seen posts on Instagram and such where there's line graphs of the and I'm sure you've seen it, the line graphs of the votes, the nights of the election in some of these districts, and all of a sudden, all at once, the Biden votes shoot up by thousands and thousands of votes, and Biden takes the lead over Trump in these places where Trump had a slim margin, and Biden takes the lead with these vote stimuluses and ends up winning the district. Well, like I was watching, uh, I was watching like live coverage of the election the entire night. I was on Xbox, like I think until three or four in the morning watching that. But there are several states where Trump had a three to four, even as high as like six to seven percent lead in the state. So you're talking like states like uh, Arizona, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, North Carolina, Georgia. Um, a yes. lot of them being like swing states, he had very, very high percentage point leads. So you're talking about like several hundred thousand votes. And it was like like 2 or 3 a.m. hit on the East Coast. And Biden shot up like he he gained more than his entire than uh, the entire percentage deficit uh, that he was facing. So he gained seven percent in some areas plus some. So he went from being behind like 700 to 800,000 votes in some areas to being ahead by more than that, which is like scary to think about that all these ballot dumps or whatever were all votes for him. Like that just statistically is impossible. Yeah. And the 
the whole the sending out of unwarranted uh, mail-in ballots alongside social media companies colluding with they sent a lot of those mail-in ballots to dead people by the way but these social media companies basically having this underlying collusion with democrats to put these oh sign up to vote links in all these apps and having all these celebrities post all this shit and all around the time of BLM and people are pissed off and they know that they know the population they're reaching out to they know they're reaching out to the younger population so all these social media companies are bringing in all these extra votes for all these pussies that are just like these Instagram these these kids that do nothing with their lives and the influencers the influencers and uh people that are even underage are getting these advertisements dude they had uh, the BLM rallies downtown they had people out there uh, that were registering people to vote there are people walking around with clipboards yeah it's crazy but like other than all of that what do we not like uh, we kind of rambled for a little bit what do we not like about this impeachment aside from everything that we just talked about like there's other reasons why this impeachment is a lot different than impeachments that have happened in the past and like why this one is a whole lot worse well just finishing what i was saying it's like you can understand with all those things that we just talked about about all this fishy shit that why people would be pissed off and why people would have this notion that the election was stolen because especially with trump having the most votes of any republican in presidential election history 75 million that the you know the democrats won and it it seems like a lot of their votes came from these mail-in ballots and they came in late in the game and uh there was a lot of fraud and stuff so you can understand why people would be pissed off but what pisses me off about this impeachment shit is that Trump says stupid things, but nothing ever amounted of this insurrection, regardless of what people say in the impeachment trial about capital stormers looking for Congress people. Like they can go and say that people are going to commit a crime or whatever, but unless they actually do something, then nothing happened. You can completely kind of lie about these things. And they're, it's just like they're setting people up for these pre crimes. And another thing that I really hate about this impeachment and what makes it unique. And unprecedented is that the Congress is supposedly the victim in this insurrection, quote unquote. Uh, but they're also the jury, so uh, this isn't in, this isn't fair or unbiased at all. It's like putting the victim or their family on the jury for a regular trial. But on the it's 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 so important, like you're saying, it's on the national scale and it infects the entirety of the country and probably the world. Yeah, and it's like it's sort of like what you were saying last week. It, it's a bunch of wolves and then a sheep deciding what's for dinner. Anybody with two eyes and a brain can see that the left and the Democrats are trying to make an example out of Trump simply because they feel like they can. It has, has everything to do with Trump and nothing to do with anything uh, that he did wrong. They simply used this whole raiding the Capitol deal as their foundation for trying to impeach him again. Uh, we all know how well it worked out for them the first time. Now they think they can try again and somehow it's going to work out differently. Yeah. I don't even, I, I don't even care that Trump is gone. Like I've said before, I, I said in a, a previous episode that 
I understand that like raiding the capital probably would have been like a good thing under any other circumstance. Like if you raided the capital because you think taxation is you theft, think that or, a war like the Iraq war is unconstitutional or something. Yeah, like if you raided it, if you raided the capital for a decent reason, I probably would have been behind you. But the fact that you did it to try and somehow win Trump the presidency or something like that's not a, a valid reason. But anybody can with two eyes and a brain can see that this just has everything to do with trying to make an example out of Trump and absolutely nothing to do with uh, anything that he's done wrong. They're simply exploiting the situation. Yeah, and I don't even think that, like, if if there was undoubtable evidence that the election was stolen from Trump, then maybe I'd be fired up enough to, you know, get up and do something. Not anything like killing anybody, but, you know, fired up to take action somehow. But the problem is there was there there was a lot of legitimate evidence that uh, courts just yeah. threw out. At the um, same time, though, a lot of the evidence on the Trump side was just testimony from a lot of these shady people with teeth missing. And one occasion, there was a lady testifying about uh, some some UPS fraud or something like that. And she was a stripper. And apparently at that strip club she worked at, she uh, her boss or somebody, the management was torturing somebody in the basement or something like that. I, I don't know. It's just a lot of these people are kind of kind of yeah, weird Trump, and don't seem trustworthy. Trump's uh, Trump's defense definitely didn't do uh, a good job doing their job. Uh, they did not provide a defense that was anywhere good enough or anywhere near what it should have been. Yeah, and um, I don't know. Who knows? It it just seems like I want to believe Trump because probably just because I like him better, but. Like you said, and like we talked about, there's a lot of a lot of evidence for that the election was shady, and I've said that I don't think any election's legit, but I don't think it's worth risking so much just for Trump, and I don't think a Trump presidency compared to a Biden presidency is going to make all that big of a difference, especially if the Republicans can get back um, Congress in the next couple of years. Before we end, I. W- I wanted to go back to this whole Gina Carano situation just because I know Tom, you and I are both big, pretty big fans of The Mandalorian as a TV show. A lot of our friends are as well. The Mandalorian seems to be a show that has sort of revived um, the Star Wars series. They're putting a lot of the, especially in the second season, they put a lot of references to the Clone Wars in uh, different episodes. They're starting to bring back characters from older movies that have been gone for a long time and uh, they're starting to bring characters like that back. They're starting to write them back into shows and that kind of leads to maybe some of these characters get their own spinoff series and they can better build the backstories to a lot of these characters and uh, help Star Wars fans like understand how they got to where they were in the movies and, and that kind of thing. And the fact that Disney did this with a character from arguably the show that's kept them going uh, through the pandemic. A lot of people subscribe to Disney plus simply because of that show. Yeah. Um, you know, that was, that was what enticed a lot of people into um, 
joining the platform when they first released it was the uh, that that show was available on that platform. Um, so it's kind of, I guess it's interesting that they did this with Gina Carano and uh, The Mandalorian, which is arguably their best show on that uh, on that platform. So, like, where what do you think happens uh, now? Who's gonna? Do you have any thoughts as to who would play Cara Dune, or if they're gonna somehow write her out of the show? Do you think people are gonna be pissed? Yeah, obviously people are gonna be pissed, and I kind of bootleg off of somebody else's Disney Disney Plus, so it's not really gonna affect me. So I'll probably still watch The Mandalorian, but obviously we knew something like this was coming. Disney is such a cucked company that obviously they're not going to put up with any differing opinion and you got to be a super big liberal to really float in that world and make any sort of remotely political comment like we were talking about it's, it 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 doesn't even have to endorse one side it can be could be anything that they don't agree with well it's fine cuz like the Pedro Pascal the guy that actually plays Mando um in the show you can go on his Twitter feed and, and read all the absurd stuff he tweets about. He tweeted a photo that the LA Times, I think, posted in like 2010 of kids in cages in Venezuela and tried to pass it off as kids in cages in the United States and was like the hashtag this is America. Mm-hmm. Uh, and somebody like pointed out the fact that that picture was like something like 10 years old and it wasn't even the United States. And it's just like the fact that they let that they continue to employ like people like that it just it it shows the the clear and obvious slant that disney lucasfilm and and almost the entirety of hollywood holds which is a slant towards the left and a slant towards you know being supportive or at, at the very least condoning behavior that you demonize people for if they don't agree with with what you think or the way that you think yeah it's pretty retarded and to answer your question, I don't even know if they're going to replace her. I, I I would assume that the easiest thing to do is to just kill her off uh, or or not even kill her off, but just to say like, oh, he or she's just not going to be a part of the show from now on, just not part of the writing and not be relevant. They'll introduce like a, a, a small like two or three minute conversation in like the first episode characters talking back and forth to each other and they're just gonna be like oh Cara Dune's on another planet now <laughs> like she's gone well and what's like another thing that I, I I talked about last episode is like some of this woke stuff ironically kind of backfires in the agenda of overall leftism and that you're taking a strong female character and you're removing her from the show because of her political views and now there's less strong female representation I mean Mandalorian already kind of like the last episode, I'm not going to spoil it, but the last episode had Mando with a bunch of female protagonists, and there were well, no even, other guys. Uh, even in season one, um, you remember when uh, they're sneaking out of that building? Uh, they're underground in that tunnel. That's that tunnel, and they find the Mandalorian forge where they make all their Beskar armor. And the Mandalorian that was down there working the forge was a female. Yeah, and she was like the the noble, like all the guys were. Uh, she was like the leader, pretty much, yeah. or one of their leaders. Yeah, and all the guys were. Mando comes down with the Beskar, and all the guys start fighting over it, and they're unruly. And she's like, "Boys, calm down. He's bringing it back." But yeah, it's it's all this subtle stuff of, and that's the thing is like 
they call they call you crazy unless you see it. But once you start to realize it, that there's all these subtle things, especially in Disney, but in almost all media now and all forms of entertainment where it's subtle liberalism, like like we were talking about with the video games, overrepresentation of people that sh- that aren't even like shouldn't even be there. Just too many or like too many women like in these dominant positions to where it's like almost uh, inverse of reality and just kind of trying to mock reality or like flip it on its head. And it's so obvious and it's so cliche and so overdone with these shows to be doing all this feminist and liberal stuff. Yeah, that's the first thing that I thought when I saw all of this like was was a reality and that she actually got fired was like, are we just are we not feminists anymore? Is that is that what's going on here? And it go it goes back to a point that I've made several times and that the left is very inconsistent with where they where they implement their ideology. So they'll talk about being feminist and uh, pro female empowerment and all this other stuff. And then the minute that a strong female character, or strong female actress deviates from that, from their leftist ideology, uh, we don't support her anymore. Um, she can go screw herself. We're going to fire like that kind of thing. They're, they're very inconsistent in how they implement their ideology. The logic doesn't follow in anything that they do really. And you were talking about how their logic kind of backfires on itself a lot of the time. And the same exact thing happened in this case. I don't know if you were paying attention uh, this afternoon. Ironically, you and I talk about, I wouldn't say talk about Ben Shapiro a lot, but we laugh about him a lot. Basically, uh, uh, Gina Carano partnered up with the Daily Wire and Ben Shapiro, and she's going to be directing and starring in her own movie that I guess uh, the Daily Wire is going to sponsor her (laughs) filming costs and all that. It's hilarious. It took less than 24 hours for this to happen, keep in mind. Bro, like what? I don't know. Maybe her contract was ending or something and she just wanted to kind of do a power move like that, but that's just kind of crazy. Well, what's funny too about that entire situation is that if you think about like why she was fired, like the, the pretense and why she was fired, she was fired because of comments that she was making that obviously leftist Disney and Lucasfilm didn't agree with. And um, they didn't want her making those comments anymore. And I talked also about how Gina Carano is a, a pretty private person and prefers to keep uh, politics out of, you know, her workplace and everything. Well, they thought that firing her and kicking her out of the workplace entirely was going to keep her from making these comments in the future. And that's almost the complete opposite of what's going to happen. She tweeted earlier today and was talking about how she was super, like, super excited about this whole movie that she was going to do with Ben Shapiro, and that she felt as if her voice was going to be the freest as it's ever been, and that she's taken her uh, her voice and her platform for granted, and that she she wants to start using it um, to voice her opinion more and make these observations that she's been making rather quietly in the past up until now. And that it basically achieves the complete opposite of of what Disney and Lucasfilm wanted out of the situation. Her followers on Twitter have just continued to go up too. I followed her. I followed her a while ago, and she was because she didn't use Twitter a lot. She was only she only had maybe a couple hundred thousand, and now she's almost to a million. 
and that's happened literally in the last 24 hours. So you're talking about gaining almost seven, 800,000 followers in less than 24 hours. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to find what Ben Shapiro uh, tweeted. He goes, Hollywood canceled Gina Carano for being conservative. That's bullshit. And it, which is so funny because Ben Shapiro never uh, swears. He goes, so we're fighting back. Become a DW, uh, DW as in Daily Wire, member today. To become a DW member today with promo code Gina for 25% off and join the cultural resistance. Which is kind of funny because Ben Shapiro is dubs himself as the uh, largest, most uh, fastest growing uh, conservative podcast in the nation. but you know he calls himself the resistance like he's some sort of uh, small man or whatever which in reality he's, kind of he's is. all over the place yeah he's all over the place he always like i see him talking sometimes he'll he'll like he'll talk like he's a libertarian and then and then on other days like he's on twitter blasting like talking about how he's a conservative like he, he's very inconsistent too which is why i think you and i make fun of him a lot well yeah him and like the mainstream like conservative youtube personalities like him and crowder and prager and all that they they kind of cash off this uh they use this they they hijack libertarian ideology and the whole how it's so like how it's just it's so intuitive and it makes sense they hijack all that and then they just label it conservative pass it off as conservative yep exactly they use that hashtag conservative or they you know that that tag or whatever and they gain popularity and then they just can say whatever they want because they never label themselves libertarian. They never say that they subscribe to a certain principle. They just say they're conservative. And in a case like Ben Shapiro, he, I listened to him for months. Like I'm a, I've been a libertarian for years, like almost 10 years probably. And I listened to him for almost an entire month every day and I was enjoying his show. And then he starts talking about foreign policy one day. And God forbid the sacred state of uh, that starts with an I in the Middle East, where his religion is from, with uh, you know Judaism, and he he goes bonkers like he's not a libertarian at all. He was saying we need to go and uh, they can do whatever they want to Palestine, and we can you know we need to go and support these wars in the Middle East and stuff. And everything else he talks about is like low taxes, like the government government needs to get out of your life, and it's like. Uh, what about the government shipping your kids off to go kill people halfway across the world over something that may or may not be legit? Yeah, he uh, he talks about how he's anti-war all the time, and then he goes and tries to justify uh, going to war as long as it's in favor of uh, supporting Israel, which is really annoying because you you can't be pro-war and anti-war at the same time. It's another one of his positions that's very inconsistent. And he also just shits on things that he doesn't understand or accept. Um, like, obviously, I hate a lot of the modern rap music. I like some rap music, but it's uh, not a lot of the more popular songs that come out today. But he, one of his segments is he'll go and he'll read off in his nasally voice uh, the lyrics to rap music. And he'll be like, oh, what is a uh, wet ass pussy mean? Basically. Obviously, I think the song is shit. And so do a lot of guys. A lot of women think it's funny, but oh, I mean, I don't know. You'll, but a lot of people think it's shit. But 
it's just he's picking at low hanging fruit and obviously he just likes to shit on things that he hates or doesn't understand and it's so annoying he acts like he's like so pompous and so above things well and what's annoying too is that you were talking about how uh he takes libertarian ideology and kind of passes it off as conservative and though that's a big problem for libertarians um in part because a lot of people confuse libertarian ideology with conservative ideology because conservatives still for the most part are in support of uh, having a federal government, whereas most libertarians are are not. And so that's like a, uh, when leftists and uh, communists and Democrats and fascists and whoever else, you know, come out and try to argue with libertarians, the one argument that they've always got in their minds is that you're because you're a libertarian, you support Trump and you're almost the exact same thing as a conservative, which is entirely not the case. But like, that's how they, that's how they form their arguments is you're, you're this imaginary person that doesn't exist. And that's how they come to argue with you. And so it's like when they come and argue with you, uh, and they have libertarian ideology mistaken for conservative ideology and you being a Trump supporter, as soon as they make that argument, you tell them that you don't like Trump either, then their heads explode and they block you. Yeah, it's funny. And if they actually understood the ideology or uh, maybe they would like it because obviously they don't understand it because when they know that when they're going after a conservative or people are going after liberals, they know what exactly what positions they're attacking and where the people lie. But obviously libertarianism coming from a axiom or like a whole principle of the non-aggression principle, uh, just not initiating violence against other people, that's pretty simple to base a whole worldview around or a whole what if scenario around to just say, okay, I'm not going to initiate violence. And it just shows how elementary these people's understanding of politics is to not understand the simple non-aggression principle, basically, and just lump in libertarians as conservative or liberal or whatever they hate, because we may share opinions with whoever they hate, or we may not like their favorite political candidate or whatever. Well, whatever Ben Shapiro is, I wish Gina Carano and Ben Shapiro luck with this movie. I I hope it turns out well just for Gina's sake. Um, I'd love to see her succeed and um, you know, create a kick-ass movie um, out of adversity and out of uh, something that everybody would obviously view as negative. I hope she's able to turn that into something positive and turn that into something that, uh, you know, that people can unite around and enjoy. Yeah. I hope it's just not like, like we were talking about how every movie now is just like leftist, like subtly, but I hope it's not just all that conservative stuff, like blasting in your face, like American sniper or something. I don't want it necessarily to even be political. I just want her, I I want her as an individual, like as an actress to be successful just because the, the fact that she didn't even tout an a specific ideology. She didn't even, she didn't even, you know, she doesn't wear her political beliefs on her sleeve like a lot of other people do. And and so the fact that like, she just kind of made an observation and now she's gotten dealt this hand, um, she gets fired and, 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 you know, loses, loses her job and everything over simply making an observation, you know, everybody kind of looked at that situation, that situation and said like, you know, uh, we feel bad for her. 
and everything like that, like this shouldn't have happened. You know, Disney's very inconsistent in implementing this, what they tolerate and what they don't, because they're, they have other actors and uh, directors employed that, that make the same kind of comments that Gina made. And they publicly tout leftist ideology. They're very vocal about it. So everybody viewed that situation as negative. And uh, I just hope that this new venture that she t- she's taking on is successful and that she can uh, prove everybody else wrong. Yeah, and I may not like Ben Shapiro that much, but I just hope that he takes the right path and they make a good movie and they do the right thing. And I agree with what they put out. And that's the best I can hope. But if it sucks, it sucks. And if it's good, it's good. And that's best we can hope for it. Yeah, I wish uh, I wish like a, a different company like the Blaze or something like that picked it up because the Blaze also has um, yeah. several like libertarian type commentators as well. Um, they're not a, a, a completely conservative platform. They like to have libertarian commentators uh, and guests come on the show quite a bit. So I definitely think, you know, she probably would have been a good fit with a, a number of other places. But nonetheless, I'm happy that she got an opportunity elsewhere and uh, she can start using her platform more and be uh, as vocal as she wants to be. Yeah. But I, I guess I think that's that's probably going to be it for the show this week. Um, I know we kind of jumped around there at the end, but there's, uh, some, you know, uh some other stuff that I think needed to be discussed regarding that situation. Cause I think a lot of different things could be pulled out of that, that, you know, a lot of people don't uh, necessarily think about or, um, or pay much attention to. And a lot of, a lot going on in just a few days and just kind of the whole loop being closed with the whole Gina Carano thing, Carano thing, just like the getting a new job and everything so quickly, but yeah. A lot of stuff going on with Trump and everything, but yeah, definitely. Thank you guys for tuning in, and it's been a pleasure, and it's it, it's been fun to uh, document some of these things. Yep, that's it for this week, and uh, be sure to again uh, follow the show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, and YouTube if you haven't already. And tune in next week. I'm sure we'll have another good episode for you guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. Peace, be easy. Please like and share, guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Free For All Podcast. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Make sure to follow and subscribe to the show to keep up to date with all of the latest content. Peace.